Partake Catholic Radio. This is your boy, Taylor Schroll, in the Red Sea Radio Studios. Daylight Savings Time changed. I think it ended. Did it end or start? I'm not quite. I think it ended. I'm here with producer Sam and AJ Barrows for no reason. Um, What happened? Did Daylight Savings end? Is that why it's dark outside now? No one knows. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to like think about it logically. Daylight savings is like, well, okay, are we saving time or are we saving like light? But you're gaining an hour of sleep. You do gain. So an you're hour not of saving sleep. anything if you're spending. You're it. saving well, your life by getting more sleep. Okay, Sam. Here's the deal. If I took your phone from you right now, mm-hmm. and six months later I gave you your phone back, would you consider it gaining a phone? <laughs> You're just getting back what someone already took from you. I guess so. That's what daylight savings time is. <laughs> All right. I gained an hour. No, I didn't. You took it from me six months ago. I see exactly what happened here. <laughs> You've gained your revenge. It's like taxes. You know, they take them from you, <laughs> then you give them back, and then they give them back. It's all very confusing. Um, it's not tax day today. It's election day today, which leads into... It's been a weird last 24 hours for me. Um, The first one being today, voting day. My wife, um, I dearly love her. I don't understand her or anyone else, uh, period. (laughs) But also in the particular thing, she watches the news all the time. I was watching the news the other day, and I'm not even going to share. Like It was one of those things, like I was watching a football game. Mm. Late night football. It was either last night or Sunday night. I can't remember which one. And then, you know how like the news comes on right after the game ends because the game will end at 10, 10, 15, whatever, right? It came on and it was this terrible story. Like something bad happened to a young child. It's like, I, I don't want to hear this story. Like it, it was in, like the guy literally started off by saying, this, there are some um, terrifying details in this story. Um, some young viewers may not. It's like, I don't want, I'm not young. I don't want to hear all these terrifying details, you know. But she watches uh, the news all day, every day, right? And so, like, I'm playing video games yesterday, and I hear her watching uh, the news on her iPad. And I, I keep hearing, and then I saw it all over social media, all the people that I couldn't mute. It's a historical election today. So here's what I don't understand, friends. I think that elections that are non-presidential, not for everyone else. I know they're like important for the people that are like running and stuff. They're not important to me. Presidential elections are, are pretty are pretty important, right? Like I enjoy going to the booth and voting for which person should lead the free world. I don't care about county clerk number four. Like I, I just don't, right? So it's like... I'm fine. And here's the deal. I'm not against voting. Like I went and voted the other day. I did early voting and it, it, I don't understand the historical election thing. How is it historical? Like the last one was historical. We, we elected a, uh, social media star, a, a, uh, what do they call the reality TV stars to be the real person on our TVs all the time. Right. Uh, like eight years. And I guess it was, uh, Three election, three presidential elections ago. First black president. That's historical. There's nothing historical about today. Like I went to the polls. My wife and I went. We had we had kids in our van. We drove to early voting. It's a block from our house. My wife walked in. There was literally no one else there except for the uh, the elder statesmen who lovingly give their time to serve their country by working these booths, right? I got on my phone. I started playing a game of Clash Royale. Those games last three minutes total unless you go to overtime. I hadn't finished my non-overtime game yet by the time she got out. She got in, got checked in, voted, got outside in less than three minutes. I... Was in the van with the kids. I went inside. Same thing. It was another errand. Like it was. It was nothing historical about it. I don't understand. Um, also, by the way, I'm one of those guys that like. Okay, uh, you know, I don't do the like straight party va- va- ballot. I want to see all the names. But uh, I just tricked myself, essentially. I voted for everybody in the same party. Like I, I went through and I read all the names, but I was like. Nope, I'm I'm voting for this this guy in this party. Okay, um, 
that was voting. I don't understand it. I understand voting. If I was going to say, if you haven't voted yet, go vote. But by the time you hear this, it's over. So it's true. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't get it. Somebody like somebody tried to explain it to me today on, on Twitter, and like they did, they did a good job of like why it was important to them. It's like that's cool. But essentially, I shared this on Twitter today, and I was like. Someone explained this to me, and I was like, it, the tweet ended with, never mind, I don't care. <laughs> so, okay, that was part of the last uh, 24 hours of, of weirdness. Um, last night, I went to go, a lot of people who have been listening to the show or following social media know that I've been uh, working out a lot more in this last month. I started doing CrossFit, and then on Monday, I went and played basketball. That was last night as we record this. I've been playing basketball with this crew for like three years, and I, like, rarely get hurt. Like I've never had anything anywhere close to serious last night, guys, I was running around and I was defending this guy and he, he went very quickly to my right. So I went very quickly to my right. There was another man's shoe right where my right ankle landed, right where my right foot landed. So my ankle went pop and like rolled but it it didn't pop i shouldn't say pop but it it rolled and it was very painful and i was on the ground yelling and like uh, banging on the ground and saying words that i probably shouldn't say i kind of want to scream right now yeah, my I, ankles hurt oh, thanks uh, it gets it gets worse okay oh good so here's the like it was one of the things like it was a lot of pain like in like for 1 minute and then for like the next 5 minutes it was muted pain and then, like, after that five minutes, because I, because my adrenaline was running, because I was playing, and I was running around, I've rolled my ankle before, no big deal, right? I'm running around, have all my range of motion, the pain's pretty much gone. Like, I know that I hurt it, but it was fine, right? Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm a man. I'm going to keep playing, because I'm a man, okay? And then I keep playing, an hour later, no one is around me, not one single person. The ball is going like somebody makes a long pass from one side, like gets a quick rebound, makes a long pass the other side. I just turn around at midcourt. No one's around me. I fall over because I rolled my ankle again. Like that's what happens when you roll your ankle. Like you kind of weaken it and then because mm. all those little stabilizing muscles and tendons and ligaments and all that stuff. And I, I rolled my ankle again. And uh, can you guess the scene? I'm on the ground, banging on the ground, saying words I probably shouldn't say, and uh, there's only 10 people left in the, in the gym at this point. We play with 15, but there's only 10 people because it's the end of the night. So if I quit, like they can't play anymore. So you know what I do? I'm a man. <laughs> I kept playing. But after, after this one, after this one, got, it wasn't like, I was like, okay, maybe the pain will go away after a couple minutes and I'll be fine. I could no longer move laterally. I don't know if you ever watched or played basketball, but that is a skill that is necessary. <laughs> so the guy who was guarding me, like it was the end of the night. He's like, I'm pretty tired too. I'm just not going to try. Literally all we did, it was four on four with the two of us just kind of like awkward, like me awkwardly jogging back and forth. Like I ran track in college, like speed's one of my things, right? So like somebody would throw a pass and like most of the time, like real quick, I'll, I'll change directions. I'll go down the other side and I'll like, you know, get in the middle of their shot. It's a fast break and I can stop the fast break. Here was me uh, turning around after a rebound yesterday. <laughs> like, it took me eight <laughs> seconds just to turn around because I was like, I don't want to roll my ankle again. Because uh, then I'll have to go to confession and confess that three times I said things that I shouldn't have said. So that that was part of it. Public, public service announcement. The rationality of I'm a man <laughs> is not always the best one. So public service announcement to any young children listening to this. Not always the best reason to do anything. It, if you are hurt, it is okay to like step out. Like I agree with everything you said, except addressing it to children. Address it to adults, and everything's fine. And adults, because as and adults, a, because, I no, 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 just adults. Because as a child, as a young man, I could get hurt and say I'm a man and play injured and be fine. I'm not that young man anymore, so now I can't. But you learn those lessons when you're young. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Are you listening to the show? <laughs> I'm still just thinking about how my ankles hurt. <laughs> 
So okay, um, even more cringeworthy. I have one more story that is more no cringeworthy. More. Good gracious. Okay. This is today. This has nothing to do with my ankles, but it does have to do with my body. Okay. In a in an odd way. Um I'm at lunch today. Uh-oh. Lunch for I don't want to say I don't want to give away who the other person was. It was a mentorship, a, a certain type of mentorship lunch, okay? With someone who is is a, a, a very good man, a good mentor in my life. We're eating at a Mexican restaurant. And he's he's mentoring me essentially, right? Um, trying to get around what we were actually there for <laughs> without uh, singling this guy out <laughs> is very difficult. But okay, we're sitting there. We go there pretty often for our monthly meetings. And now, now I've just realized, like it's guys, this is not. My parole officer. I just realized that me dancing around what this man actually is about. We meet once a month and he checks in on me. Yeah, you meet with them on Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not my parole officer. That That's a different man. <laughs> so we're sitting there at lunch and he is just, I, I'm, I'm telling him some of the things that I'm struggling with and he's just pouring all this truth into my life, right? And at some point in our lunch, this, this um, elderly lady walks in. And sits down behind us. And she's speaking in a different language. It took me a long time to figure out what language it was. After a while, I started recognizing words. Like, I didn't understand. Like, the uh, the accent didn't come easily to me. But then I started realizing words. It's like, oh, she's speaking Spanish. But it's a different kind of Spanish. So, it's like, okay, it's probably Spain, right? Like, I'm used to Spanish as spoken by Mexicans or, you know, American Mexican, whatever the correct publical, publical, political term is, is. publical, the correct publical term, whatever that is, uh, Hispanic Americans, non from Spain. It's, it's very hard to be specific anymore. Um, I'm sitting there and she walks in and she is very loud. Like if I think you're loud, the name of the show is Forte Catholic. If I think you're loud, you're loud. Okay. So like the entire time she's talking on the phone, she's by herself talking on the phone and just yelling. And then we're trying to have this like kind of intimate conversation and it's just, it's fine. Everything's fine. We just, after a while, you just kind of block her out. Like after a while, people just block out loud noises and it's fine. Just like the people that are listening to the show. So, uh, at the end, we're getting close to the end of our meal. Like we're done eating, but we're still talking and we're about to leave. She comes over like in the middle of this man speaking like spiritual truth into my life. She comes over and she says in her, I'm not going to try her accent. (laughs) She said, uh, don't listen to him. Like not jokingly. Like she's like, don't listen to it. Like she heard what he was saying. Good spiritual truth. And she said, don't listen to him. And like, we're both thrown off almost immediately. And then I have no idea how it transitioned into this. I honestly don't know. I feel like something strange happened because she started stroking my beard. And she put her face about three inches from mine. And if this was a man, like, it was one of those things that, like, my initial instinct was to shove person who is touching me that I don't know away from me. But it's this little old lady, so I can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then she goes over to this other man who's happily married for 30 years. Great man. And she like starts poke like she grabs his cheeks like grandma's do to little babies. And then she like booped him on the nose. It's like, we don't know you. We have, <laughs> we have like, we have no idea who you are. Like, and then, okay. So then we look at each other. It, it ruined our conversation. And we're sitting there and like, we, we are staring at each other. Me and this guy, she leaves. We're staring at each other for 30 seconds before anything happens. And then I just go, well, that was weird. <laughs> And here's the end of the story. She goes to pay. Like, this is one of those restaurants that you pay at the register, not Mm. like from your table. She's at the register for 15 minutes. Two grown men sat in our chairs, terrified to go pay for our meal because this woman won't leave. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, you're the voice of reason. 
What happened? What 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 happened? Um <laughs> I actually feel like I know a lady very similar to this story. Uh. I, I'm kinda wondering if it's the same lady. Um I don't I don't know. That's your words of wisdom? I got <laughs> I think I know her. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I Sorry. Don't, I don't know what's happening. AJ, you got anything? It's election day. <laughs> it's, election. it's election day. Everything you weird know, happens on election day. You know, all I can say is I guess that uh, the Catholic like beard bomb that you use is just <laughs> helping. Uh, is attracting something, I guess. Maybe, I don't, they're, maybe they're trying it. to make the election day historical. Yeah. There and also... Go. Now it's, it's marked. Uh, instead of public. <laughs> yeah. You're asking about historical uh, elections and like asking like midterm elections. And I typed in interesting midterm elections. The state of Minnesota elected Jesse Ventura, like the pro wrestler, as the governor of their state. Just now? No, no, it was oh. in 2003. See, that one was historic. <laughs> this one is not. It's always historic. Like, we live in a, a society of checks and balances. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I, I have to tell you this other thing. It's the last thing, and we're going to get through this. We're going to just get roll right, right through this. Um, today's gospel, also very odd. I read it today. Uh, most of you that have listened to the show know that I use this podcast called Pray As You Go. And it's an audio version. It's it's kind of like Lexio Divina. It's like a, a meditation on the scriptures. They ask you questions. They play music for you to like ponder and, and reflect on the readings. And I really like it. So it, the gospel was read to me today. And it was a story that I've heard before. But I, I, I know I've read this version, but I, I never... I don't, I literally didn't remember it. And it's weird to say that about a gospel. So it's that classic story that said, uh, you know, Jesus telling a parable. A man gave a great dinner to which he invited many. When the time for the dinner came, he dispatched his servant to say to those invited, come, everything is now ready. Like, I, I remember that part of the story because, you know, this story is in multiple gospels. And apparently I just only remember the other version. <clears throat> and then they start giving excuses. But one, one by one, they began to excuse themselves, saying, the first said to him, I have purchased a field and must go examine it. I ask you, consider me excused. Another said, I have purchased five yoke and oxen and am on my way to evaluate them. I ask you, consider me excused. And another said, I've just married a woman and therefore I cannot come. And like, I know how this story ends. Like the story is going to end with like the master being mad at these people that he invited, inviting other people into the, into the house. And then being mad at the people that were invited. But I, I was reading, the, I mean, being read to this version earlier. And I'm like, wait, wait a, wait a second. These all seem, at least on the surface, like very good excuses to not go to someone's dinner. Okay. Sam, if you invite me to a dinner. Yes. Like we're, we're friends. We hang out. You're just, it's true. It's just a dinner. It's not your wedding. Right. Like in the other story, it's a wedding feast, right? Mm-hmm. If I missed your wedding because I bought new land, you'd be frustrated and, and angry at me, and we probably wouldn't be friends anymore. But okay. if you're just having a dinner at your house, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, I just bought this new land again. I, I got to go check it out. I'll come to the next one. Like, you shouldn't, like, cast me out. <laughs> you know? Like, okay, or okay. here's another one. Like, you're having dinner. And it's like, hey, I just got married. I'm going to hang out with my wife. Like, y- this shouldn't instill deep anger within you. <laughs> Okay. okay. Um, if I bought oxen, never mind. We're not going to do the oxen one because I'm never going to buy oxen. <laughs> but I, I started thinking about it and I was like, okay, I know what the point is, is that like I'm supposed to, like, I get the gist of the story. I'm not supposed to have excuses for my time with Jesus, which I know that I do. I have the excuses. Mine isn't buying oxen. Mine is watching YouTube or watching Netflix or playing video games, right? So I understand like that point of this gospel. But then as, as it kept going, I was like, wait, who actually am I in this story? I was when I, I was assuming that I was the one invited. Cause like, you know, I've heard come to the feast of heaven and earth, you know, like everybody come, like we're all welcome. We're all invited. Right. But then, but then it kept going and it doesn't take away from that point that yes, there are distractions in my life and I make excuses that, that I shouldn't. But like I heard it today and it was like, these people were invited, but go out quickly into the alleys and the streets of the town, bring in your poor, your crippled, your blind, your lame, bring them in, make, go to all, to all the highways and the hedgerows. I don't know what hedgerow is and make people come into my house that it may be filled. And I was like, wait, 
I might not be the one who is invited. I might be the sinner. I might be the one, the outcast. I might be the, the one who is blind, the one who is lame. Like I'm the one who needs saving, right? So like for me, it stuck out as a new kind of insight into this because every insight I've ever had into the other version of the story that I remember was I make too many excuses. I need to stop making excuses and I need to pray. I need to, uh, I, I need to stop making excuses. I need to go to confession. I need to stop making excuses and do something holy, right? But for the first time, I was just like, like, it bothered me that these excuses were, these are better excuses than the excuses that I have, right? And it bothered me. And, and I was like, wait, maybe it's not because they're bad excuses. It's because I'm missing the point. I'm missing the point that I'm the one who's crippled and needs saving. So um, here's what we're going to do. We are going to come right back for an interview with a young lady who is making her podcast radio debut. I'm actually surprised by that. We will be right back. of you who have never listened to the show before or those of you that have but have somehow strangely forgotten the second segment is our interview segment and today we have someone making their podcast debut i'm actually quite surprised about this because of how involved she is on the twitters in the blogosphere i've heard that that is a word blogosphere her name is Teresa zoe williams Teresa's with us how are you Teresa Zoe Williams. Hey, Taylor. Doing good. Good. I, I have a question for you that I've never asked you before. Are you ready for this? Okay. We've known each other yeah. for a while on Twitter, and I've had this question since the day I first saw your Twitter account. Oh, no. I want to know, not many like normal people, like famous people can go by their first, middle, and last name, but like none of us are famous. So I've always wondered... <laughs> What's with the Zoe? Is it just because Zoe is probably one of the coolest names around? Is there some special well, that's significance? Obviously, like, part of it. <laughs> okay, okay. So you tell <laughs> your version of the story. Why the Zoe and everything? Um, well, growing up, my nickname was my first initial and my last name. But when I left college or when I finished college and moved across the country, um, I was like, well, you know, I don't want to keep going by that because then what happens if I get married someday and then I'm still going by this nickname that's part of my maiden name. So um, when I first made my Twitter account way back in August of 2009, um, and I was trying to think of a handle, I thought, well, Teresa Zoe sounds really cool. And let's go with that. Um, and it kind of stuck. And I had one friend from college who would just call me Zoe. Shout out to Bug. So I was like, well, that, that'll work. And then when I got married, it turns out that my mother-in-law and I have the same name. We are both Teresa Williams, spelled <laughs> the exact same way and everything. That's no, no way. <laughs> so, I have a Teresa yeah. Williams story for you. I didn't even think about this until just now. Uh, when I was in junior high, there was this church right across the street from the school that did like after school programming. Like they'd, you know tricky to come by saying, hey, we have free snacks, and then they'd you know, share a three-minute Bible lesson at the end and then kick you oh, out. Yeah. After Jesus was done, they just kicked you out. No more snacks for you. But we were crossing the street one day, and I was with my friend, and I just ran. We ran across the street, you know, you know Jay running, uh, and mm -hmm. I made it across. He didn't because he got hit by a large black suburban by a lady oh whose God. name is Teresa Williams. <laughs> Oh and God. I didn't even think about that story until you mentioned uh, y your mother-in-law, weirdly enough. So. <laughs> Have you wow. had any young children really with a black suburban? My middle name as well now. <laughs> Do what? And actually, Zoe isn't even um, my middle name. Uh, it's my confirmation name, which it is legally part of my name now, which is a tradition in my family. But my my actual name is Teresa Irene Ann Zoe Williams. So there's that. Yeah, that's rough. I'm sorry. I'm glad you made yeah, the I'm glad you made the all. switch. <laughs> 
royalty. <laughs> yes, royalty, which is actually one of the things that we're talking about. So, I, before we get into the the content of today's uh, of today's interview and our little conversation here, I, I just have to give people a little behind the scenes. This is your podcast radio debut, and I absolutely had no idea. So you stressed me out about that. Oh no. I didn't mean to stress you out. I'm stressed out about this. I'm just kidding. I'm not stressed out about this at all. I don't know if you know this, but I do this every week. (laughs) So so, uh, we were messaging back and forth and you were like, okay, what are the things that we could talk about? And you sent me like this litany, you know, like the litany of the saints. We always, you know, we get into saints, you know, we start with like Peter and Paul and Mary and Joseph. And then we get into the saints like Saint Zoe that I have no idea existed until you just mentioned that a minute and a half ago. Um, so we, we got into this litany of things you could talk about. You're like, well, I'm writing for the next kith, uh, Catholic hipster, I almost said kipster, uh, Catholic hipster handbook. You're going to be writing about tattoos, royal being yep. royalty, which apparently is why you have 18 names, um, being co-creators yep. with God. And then you also mentioned this thing about Taylor Swift. So you caught my you caught my attention that you, I, I know you as the Twitter personality, personality uh, Teresa Zoe, at Teresa Zoe. Apparently, not only do you have 8,000 names, but you also want to really confuse all your social media followers because on Facebook, you're Teresa Williams uh. writer. And on Instagram, you're Teresa Zoe Williams. So it's just very confusing. <laughs> so, but I know. I've been trying to streamline everything. And it's just not working out for me. But so, Sorry, everybody. You're going to have to use your brain cells and follow oh, me on all my weird things. I don't use social media to use my brain cells. That's where I go to kill them. Well... <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job. Thank you. Thank so you. Far. Most people say that I, I probably kill more every day than the average bear. So <laughs> you blog. Like, that's another reason that I know you. I know that I saw you blogging yep. for Epic Pew. Um, you also blog at other places. Um, you ha- you're going to have to pronounce your website because I think I'm going to mess it up. You, sure. What's your website? That Your, um, your it, personal blog. It is. My personal website is Princhy Pesa meets World. Um, which is principessa is the Italian word for princess. Um, I am very Italian, was raised very Italian, and it ended up being a intramural flag football nickname for me, and it was on the back of my jerseys. So that's how that came about. And when I went to actually register my domain, I thought about changing it to just Princess Meets World, but that one's taken. So I was like, well, we'll just stay very... <laughs> Ethnic, very cultural. <laughs> Ter- Teresa, this is why I'm surprised you've never been on a podcast because my life as a host is that I ask questions and then I get answers. Sometimes the answers like intrigue new like follow up questions for me, and sometimes I just move on with some other questions that I've thought of beforehand. Every single thing you say, I have a follow up question for. Like, <laughs> earlier, I-, I asked you a very simple question: Why Teresa Zoe? And you went on this long charade about how that's not even your name. <laughs> it drives me crazy. But well, uh, I mean, it is now. It's not my. <laughs> name. There's some things in the middle there that are missing, but I do use the initials PZW for like my monograms and stuff. So, so. what was your maiden name? Bey, B-E-Y. And that is a <laughs> Turkish word for nobleman or royalty, but we're German. Um, not Turkish. Teresa, <laughs> you are the most confusing person I've ever met in my entire life. I'm not confusing. I'm just complicated. <laughs> complicated. I- I'm looking at my producer <laughs> trying to figure all this out with me as well. And her face is like, what? Okay, I got it. Nope, nope. I don't got Okay, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> we're, we're, this is, I'm never uh, going to be asked to be on another podcast no, ever this, again. No, this is great. We're having fun. So <laughs> your website that I can't pr- pronounce, we will, uh, we'll talk about that again later. But uh, you mentioned Taylor Swift. And how one of the things that you yeah. like to do is one of the things that I like to do, but you have a very different uh, perspective on it than I do that I actually really mm-hmm. appreciate about connecting pop culture to the faith. So you were like, hey, I did this blog on these Taylor Swift lyrics and how they actually connect to the faith. And so you <laughs> sent me a list of songs today, some of which I never knew existed, some of which I was confused by at first, and then I got it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to play. We're just going <laughs> to test your skills as a blogger oh, no. through audio. That's that's the best thing that I can think of. So um, our, first, our first song, our first song is by the Foo Fighters. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play it now. You ready for this? Let's go. Yeah. I got this feeling I can't keep it down anymore. 
So we've got this song called Saint Cecilia. What's what's the connection here? Well, I mean, obviously Saint Cecilia. <laughs> She's a real person, a real saint. Um, and the Foo Fighters recorded this EP that they named after her um, and this song from that EP. And then also where they recorded this EP was at the Saint Cecilia um, like music studios in Austin, Texas. Dave Grohl was raised Catholic. Um, went to a Catholic high school and all that. So you can see throughout um, his career with the Foo Fighters, some of those themes of faith coming. And I think it just comes to a head a lot in St. Cecilia, in the song for her that he's dedicating to her. The lyrics are really cool. Like, I need some healing, St. Cecilia, carry me home to your house of broken bones. Like, how much more Catholic and metal can you get? Like, <laughs> talk about memento mori. <laughs> like, dang. So I just, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, period. But these little things make it even more interesting for me. Okay, so secularly, <laughs> like looking at this not in the lens of the church, saying take me to your home of broken bones sounds like a terrible proposition. So explain to me why that's a good thing. Well, because we're all broken. You know, we're all in need of this healing. Um, and we look to the saints and the communion of saints as our helpers, as our intercessors to take us to the feet of Jesus, where we can find that healing, where we won't just be dry, bo- broken bones anymore. We'll be resurrected, resurrected and made anew. And I mean, I think bones are such a great metaphor for our life in the faith. Like, what is it in Isaiah? They talk about the, the broken bones being raised or the dry bones being raised. And then, you know, in the gospels, we have the friends who lowered um, their friend down to Jesus because they couldn't get him in any other way. And so they went through those lengths to get him the healing that he needed. Like Jesus built his home on broken people um, that he knew needed them. Peter was super imperfect. <laughs> uh, I think that's like the understatement of ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Peter was super imperfect. And yet Jesus built his church on him, his home on this broken person. So it's such a great reminder that we can look to these holy people um, as our friends and as our true confidants and intercessors and get us to Jesus where all of us are broken and where all of us can be healed. And see, this is why everybody likes you as a blogger. You have these beautiful uh, insights and reflections. All I could think about uh, as you were talking about bones and these broken bones, like as you were talking, I had this thought that I haven't thought in many, many, many years. It was a dream of mine as a young man to be more and more like Jesus. And one of the ways that I was primarily like Jesus is like him, I had never broken a bone. And I really wanted to keep that streak going. But uh, the month before my wedding, I broke my big toe and it was stuck straight up at, on my wedding day. So uh, Jesus reminded me on my wedding day that I'm not as like him as I wanted to be. So this is the difference between you and me. This is, people go for you for the insight, and they come to me because I bring on people who have insight. So uh, we're going to go to the next song, which is also by the Foo Fighters, called These Days. Here we go. I see some similar things here. What you got? Yeah. So again, riffing on that theme of death and memento mori, um, the rest of the song goes on to talk about like how he hopes that, you know, you'll feel the pain and of all these different things in the world someday that he's felt. So it's kind of a bit of a revenge song in a sense, but he's going through it by looking at this death aspect of like how things end um, and how, how they affect our life. And, you know, um, Again, what a great reminder. Like, we are going to die someday. Our heart is going to stop someday. We are going to cease existing in the physical plane one of these days. The ground will literally drop out from underneath us because (laughs) hopefully 
hopefully, <laughs> you know, our souls will be raised to heaven. Um, and we have to leave this all behind. And like, just, I love things that remind us of the finiteness of this life, because it's, it's such a call to faith in something more and such a call to action in the life that we're given right now. Like feel the feelings that you're given, do what you can become as close to God as you can, you know, be as good of a person as you can love Christ with everything that you have and ask him to keep deepening that because this is the one chance. Death is inevitable. He says in another song, you know, I never want to die. I never want to die. But really like he knows he's going to die. Right. He knows that. Yeah. And that's reflected in all of these songs and sometimes in a very haunting way um, and sometimes in a very um, almost spiteful, revengeful way. And then sometimes like in a very almost peaceful sort of way, like this will end someday. What am I going to do with my time until then? What a great thing for all of us to reflect on every day, like wake up and that should be your offering to God. God, I give you my life. What do you want me to do with this day you've given me? Yeah, I didn't die last night, I but I that? might die today. So I'm going to live today like I might. Uh, we got time for one right. more. Sam, uh, producer Sam, let's do the last one. Let my love open the door. Go ahead and start playing it, Sam. Um, I, w- I want to tell the people that you sent me this song, and I heard this part, and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. This isn't a song I know. <laughs> and then I was surprised when I heard this. Oh, my goodness. I know this song. All right, I'm going to shut up now. We're going to listen to it. <laughs> All right, we've got a minute left for you to explain two things. The Catholic connection to this, and also, I have no idea what he says half the time. Oh, he's saying, <laughs> I was going to sing along, but I didn't, and then now you're asking <laughs> thank, me about the lyrics. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> Pete Townsend actually wrote this song um, from the perspective of God to his children, and he has said this in interviews. He's a devotee of um, Indian mystic Mayor Baba, which the song Baba O'Reilly is partially named for as well. So it it has a lot of different elements of faith, but this whole song is about God wanting us to let him in to our lives so that he can open the door, so he can fill us with love. And that's something that goes across religions. And, you know, God is love. Um, Let my love open the door. Let it open the door to to faith and love and, and life and everything good. But you have to let me in to do it. You know, you have to let me love you. And, you know, I, as you saw on Twitter today, I can be a little all over the place, especially when I'm in the throes of writing. That reminder is so good for me. He loves me no matter what. It's my choice whether or not to let him in. Yeah. I've Why been, would I say no to that? Exactly. I've been um, reflecting all week on like the, that God loved us, for, like before we even loved God, that God loved us first. I love that last song. It was my favorite one of the few that you sent me. Yeah. Hey, and speaking of your Twitter, you're so much fun to follow. People need to go find you <laughs> at Teresa Zoe. Um, you, you'll find all, all your stuff there. Uh, let's see if I can do this right. Principessa meets world.com. Teresa, thanks so much for coming yeah. on this evening. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Taylor. It was so much fun. All right, guys, we will be right back for our final segment of the day. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. Your host, Taylor Stroll, here with producer Sam and AJ Barrows, again, for no reason. Um, I I said that at the beginning, but you have contributed very well in that first segment, where we talked about some crazy things that were going on. I forgot to tell one. I set it up with the whole conversation about... If, if people can remember back to 20 minutes ago, if you're listening on the radio, sorry, you're going to have to go listen to the podcast. Go find the podcast, ForteCatholic.com slash radio. There you go. Um, I've been working out a lot more. Talked about playing basketball. Rolled my ankle twice. 
I talked about the uh, odd experience I had in a restaurant today. I went to the doctor right after that. I didn't tell you all this part. It's why I set up that I've been working out for a month because I go to the doctor and I've had like a blood, high blood pressure for a year, right? And it was getting better, getting better, getting better. I went right after this lady messed with me at the restaurant. So I was like hyped up and I was like late to the doctor and I've always had like white coat. You know what that means, right? Like where it's like I, my blood pressure is higher at the doctor than it is at home. Like I literally checked. Uh, apparently they stressed me out. I just never knew it. <laughs> the numbers don't lie, but I'm just like, I'm fine, bro. Let's just do this old doctor thing, right? Whatever. I don't know what it is. Maybe some trauma from my childhood. It'll come up in uh, healing prayers at some point, I, I would imagine. Okay. So it's, a, it's not just my allergy shot. It's like a checkup for my blood pressure. I uh, am a bad patient. I didn't do my blood work, which also is probably stressing me out. But I got on the scale. This is the point that frustrates me. Working out at least two days, most of the time three days a week for a month after not doing that for a very long time. Thinking, oh, yeah, I'm getting in better shape, you know, feel good, look good, you know, all this kind of thing. Right? I feel like I've been losing weight. I gained six pounds. What the heck? <laughs> I was so mad. And then she took my blood pressure. Like immediately after me seeing that I gained six pounds, after actually being active like a good boy for a month, I gained weight. I'm so mad. I was so frustrated. So that also adds into the stress of my day. So how we're going to end today's show is relieve a little bit of my stress. Relieve the people's stress on this election day. For, uh, that is very publical. If you're not, if you weren't listening earlier, it's very confusing. I apologize for nothing. All right. So, producer Sam, while you were gone for a month, uh, we—I don't know why we say I, I, I use the royal we a lot when talking about the show. I did it. I did this thing. <laughs> I asked people. Uh, I was like, Sam's not gonna be here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, ask me questions, and we'll answer them on the show. It'll be fun. Uh, essentially, I crowdsourced the show. So we did that while you were gone. And then when you got back, you were, you know, sick. You know, how dare you miss the show because you're sick, you know, and fatally ill, you know. It's true. Uh, you're, you got better. I and, did. Then, and then we, we talked about the Holy Land. Like we weren't just going to talk about some random questions that our, our silly listeners <laughs> submitted. Uh, we wanted to talk. We do not think you're silly. <laughs> I think most of you are silly. Some of you are boring, but most of you are silly. Aww. Oh. Hello, listeners. We love you. <laughs> Okay, so you missed it. What? I think Sam's about to sneeze. I thought I was going to sneeze, but it didn't happen. She's allergic to me poking fun at the listeners. That's what, that's what it is. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? Nothing, I'm fine. Okay, we'll be right back after this brief intermission. <laughs> of <laughs> Sam. Okay. Uh, I have no idea what I was talking about. AJ, what, say questions? What, what, questions? Questions from the audience. Okay. Questions from the audience. You didn't get a chance to answer these. Oh, because we talked, ser- we had a serious conversation about your trip to the Holy Land. Like, yes. what, are you just going to bother, you know, talk about these silly questions. But now mm-hmm. it is time for silly questions. We got a slew of them. A slew? A slew of them. From, from Aaron. Uh, I always say his last name wrong. And every time I try to fix it, uh, it's uh, Levy. I think it's Aaron Levy. I work with this man once a month at his pair. She is very generous and hires me once a month to come in lead worship in Spring, Texas at Christ the Good Shepherd there. And uh, his pal, Ruth, who also works there, they sat together in their youth office and submitted all these questions. So then I called their pastor and said that they were wasting time at, at, at work. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. Uh, but here's my question for you. Sam, this one is specifically for you. Oh, okay. Very serious question. Very serious. Do you, producer Sam? Do I believe in life after love? <laughs> do you believe in life after do love? I knew that was coming. Uh, th- yes, uh, yes. I can. Feel I can something feel something <laughs> inside me say, I, "I really don't think you're, you're strong, strong enough. enough." No. No. All right, moving on. Okay. Uh, next question for the both of you, because it might be a split room. Everyone knows how I feel about this because we did a segment on this before and uh, Father Goyo still hasn't come on yet uh, to discuss this at length. Uh, he was the leader of the opposition. I was I was uh, maybe not the leader, but I was definitely the most vocal about the pro. So I ask the two of you, should we allow pineapples 
on pizza. Yes. No. Wait, should you allow it? Sure. Do you have to eat it? <laughs> no. No. There, yeah. That, that was satisfactory. Wow, that was you, really you, you succinct. You know what? Actually, I, I'm going to go with you. Too. Like, I, Yes, we should allow it. But just like my thoughts on the liturgy. I have I have very powerful or like, uh, like very, very powerful very powerful uh, <laughs> words to share with all of you. I have very strong. How do the, that makes me angry? The word strong and the word powerful mean the same thing, but I can't use the same the different word for this situation. Mm. I'm sticking with it. I have very powerful thoughts about the liturgy. Okay, but that but the most beautiful thing about the church is that, Sam, you could love the charismatic mass, and AJ, you could love the Latin mass, and I could love the folk mass. I'm just saying that one to not um, uh, uh, throw myself under the bus, because that's not the one that I choose most most of the time. But it's not the last either. I know it's a lot of people's last. Um, I love being Catholic, because the charismatic, the Latin mass goer, the folk mass, that's you can all be Catholic. Mm. You can mm-hmm. all experience the faith. And like, g- we're all very different people and we all experience God differently. So buddy, if the Latin mass is your thing, like I don't like things in other languages, just like across the board. Like I like understanding things, <laughs> but like if that's, if, if, if that's how God speaks to you, cool. Don't yell at me because I like, I'm not a Latin mass goer, yeah. like, but because I'm not going to yell at you for it. Like, seriously, if that's how you encounter God, go. I'm happy for you. That's fantastic. If you like pineapples on your pizza, great. If you don't, you're weird, but I'm not going to make you do it. <laughs> you know. So that's my thoughts. Um, that was all just a setup. I didn't care what y'all think. I just wanted to share my thoughts. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, here's, here's the – we have to defend or attack this statement. So okay. we actually have to argue this one out. I just didn't want to argue the pineapple one because it's it's an old argument that we've all done so many times. Okay. This is a new one though, along the same along the same lines, and I think similarly to something you pointed out, Sam. It's not a do you like this. The statement is defend or attack it. Avocado is overrated. Yes. Why? Because it's overrated. Everyone. That's the worst it's argument I've ever heard. It's overpriced and it's kind of a fad. It's delicious. It's a fruit butter. Wait, 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 wait. Overpriced. I can totally understand. Thank you. But because it's delicious, I'll pay the overprice. You. The second, it's overpriced. It's the overrated. The second thing it's you said. The first thing you said was just yeah, weird. no, no, yeah. It's overrated because it's overrated. Nope. nope. And then you said it's overpriced. I can I can deal with that one. And it's then what was delight shapes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it, Sam? It's delicious. One more That's going to be a sound effect on the show now. It's delicious. No, the second. Now I can't even remember the third. Third word you said was what? I, I overrated, overpriced. Priced. Oh, you said it was a fad. It's not a fad. People have been eating avocados no, 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 forever. No, no, no. They've been eating them, but now it's on. Like it was. It was worse a couple of years ago. At least in Colorado, it's on egg sandwiches, which is good. Salads, tacos, yeah. all the good things. I love avocado. It's, it's good in moderation. It's good in moderation. All things in moderation, <laughs> except for murder. And AJ sin. is also good in moderation. AJ just got muted because uh, now it's the avocado game. <laughs> High five avocado game. He's now trying to hijack this. Okay. Stomping. Uh, speaking of hijacking that muck. <laughs> so uh, we have some news for uh, the future of the show. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's delicious. <laughs> you do that so much better than I do. Okay. Um, so... After, after we've known this is coming for quite some time, mm. but uh, there are only a few people that know this is coming, and I'm going to list a few of them um, because we have bad news and we have good news. Mm. Uh, Sam actually um, earlier, uh, AJ walked in and he was like, "I have good news," and you said, "What's the bad news?" Because you always assume when somebody says you have good news, we have bad news. So guess what, everyone? I have good news. But it's because <laughs> I have bad news. After over a year of beautiful service, producer Sam, this is your last show today. It's true. I'm very sad. The people who who I have, the few people that I've told are very sad. Oh, uh, you've done a great job 
on this show. Uh, people have fallen in love with you. Most people on social media say that their favorite part of the, the show isn't me, the host of the show, <laughs> who named the show, created the show, talks every day on the show, produces the show. They like you because you push buttons and push my buttons. Like, that's literally it's, your job. It's true. <laughs> you push the buttons on the computer. You push the buttons on the mixer. Mm-hmm. You push buttons to call people when we do that every blue moon. Yep. And you push my buttons every day. And people love it. Yep. And I really have loved it. And I'm going to miss you tremendously. Aww. Um. So, thank you for all that you've done for the show. This show has skyrocketed with you being here. And you're leaving. I'm sad. But because I've known about this for a while, you know, like the stages of depression, right? Is it depression or grief? Sure. Grief. Okay. The stages of grief. There um, it is. Depression was one of them for me. I don't know if that's <laughs> one of them for them. I, I was very sad for a while. And then I, it was like, you know, like uh, denial and then eating ice cream and then gaining mm-hmm. five pounds. Like those are all the stages of grief for Taylor. I don't know what they actually are. <laughs> um, but essentially what we did was because you've been so good for, for the for this show, we have compiled a team of people to replace you. <laughs> because not one person could do your job or uh, provide the things that you provide on the air or push my buttons. So uh, what the show is going to look like now is that we will have a rotating group of co-hosts, Father Anthony Sharapa, who's been on this. All these people have been on the show. You know them if you've listened to the show before. Father Anthony Sharapa, Pittsburgh's okayest priest. Father Jared Cook, who has been on the show. Um, Allison Sullivan, who actually came on a few weeks ago. That was a little, a little, uh, sneak peek there for you. And also our good friend from the Italy, Sean McAfee. So that is what the show is going to look like next week. Father Anthony's going to be here with us with a, with a surprise guest. And every time I say a surprise guest, it's because I have no idea who it's going to be. It's a surprise to me. It's a surprise to you. Producer Sam, we are all going to miss you. You are welcome back anytime. Oh, thanks guys. We love you. Um, Sam won't be back next week, but I will with Father Anthony Serapa. Say it! Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Yes, big changes are coming to the Forte Catholic Show, and we want to hear from you. What are the things that you have liked about the show, and what are some of the things that you want to see uh, happen in the future on the show? You can email us, email me, taylor at fortecatholic.com, or you can go to any of the social media platforms at Taylor Schroll and at Forte Catholic on Twitter, at Taylor Stroll on Instagram, at Forte Catholic on Facebook. Uh, let us know what you want to see. We've got a crew now. We've got a team behind this whole thing. The, the crew continues to grow, and I am looking forward to seeing where the show goes in the future. As always, if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't know what's going on, you can find all the past shows at ForteCatholic.com slash radio to catch up on some of the latest episodes. All right, guys, I will be back next week with Father Anthony. We'll see you then. Peace.